Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, indeed. Second hour, and oh, I don't have my stuff here. I've got to turn around. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm turned away from the mic. I'll be right back. I'm back. Lucky I had it in the same room with me, isn't it? This is my second hour of my program. And so we're ready to roll now. Um, thanks for tuning in this professional broadcast. I love radio. Uh, Mike, take two. We'll do this hour again. <laughs> so anyway, we are here to talk about the plants at your place. We have one open line right now. Just one. Get it while you can, folks. These lines sell out fast, don't they, Mike? It is uh, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. The uh, most asked question that I am getting right now has to do with oak trees. And what are we going to do with the oak trees? And that, that question actually has been coming up since about the, about the 20th of uh, February when the freeze hit. And all the leaves turn gray, and then soon thereafter, the trunks begin to have some issues. And now you can look at an oak tree, a live oak tree, and kind of tell whether it has any chance of making it or whether it has a 100% chance of making it just by looking at the leaf canopy and whether it has a lot of leaves or not many leaves. Uh, If it has fewer than about half of its normal leaf count, then it's probably in serious stress, distress. Uh, if it has 20 or 30% of its leaves, it probably is not going to make it. And I kind of wonder how well it's going to do over the next uh, three or four weeks of hot weather that we have remaining. We're about halfway through the hot weather. And uh, if that uh, continues on, some of these may succumb to the hot weather. I'm seeing it on other types of plants, and I think we'll probably see it on some of the live oaks. On the positive side, that's probably only 5 or 10% of the live oaks. The ones that are wounded but uh, have 50 or 70% of their normal leaf canopy, those are going to be fine. I think they'll recover. There may be some branches that are damaged and will have to be pruned away. And then the vast majority of the live oaks look, look normal, and that's great. So that's the most asked question I have right now. There's nothing you can do to reattach the bark. There's nothing you should do heroically other than just keep them watered properly. I don't think I'd go out of my way to fertilize them heavily. I just would... Uh, just keep them properly watered, and, and if you're going to hire anybody to do anything, let it be a certified arborist, a certified arborist. That is a particular level of, of licensure. That means somebody that's taken some pretty tough tests, and they have proven that they know trees and know how to care for trees. There are a master certified arborists as well, so you get into that, that, that level of training, and you have good people. All right, that's what I have, and we'll tell you now about sunburst shutters, and then we'll go right back to the phone lines. Uh, If you're thinking about replacing your window treatments, my wife was uh, visiting friends in Ohio uh, the last week or so, and she said, Neil, you would be amazed at how many of those beautiful homes in Ohio have plantation shutters, the big, wide uh, louvers. Now, they're not all sunburst shutters because sunburst shutters is a company here, I think there may be other uh, sisters to sunburst shutters uh, in other parts of the country. But but the point being, plantation shutters are really the style now, and they look so elegant. Well, here we have the best of all worlds, because not only do we have the plantation-style shutters from sunburst shutters, but they are made of polywood, P-O-L-Y. It's a man-made material that, that looks like wood, but it isn't wood. It's a It's a... It's a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It's just fabulous, and it's a proprietary product for them, uh, in white or off-white. So it's color fast as well. It doesn't have to be painted. They can paint them for you in what looks like an automotive paint booth, or they can even be faux-stained if that's what you want. But they just are fabulous, and they're custom fit for every window in your home. Even if the windows are all the same dimension, they end up, after tape and bed work is done, not being the same dimension, and Sunburst Shutters feels it very important that they measure every opening and make a shutter specifically for that size. That's how caring they are about the quality of their shutters. Sunburst Shutters, let them bring samples out to your home and uh, hold them up in the window and 
and to help you make a decision on whether you want a two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louver size. Let them show you the poly wood material from which they're made. That's sunburst shutters. They can, they can put a shutter in any shape of opening you might have in your home. Sunburstshutters.com is the website and the phone number is 214-343-2601. Nice people. Sunburst shutters also available in Houston and Waco and Austin and San Antonio. Again, sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. We're your source of those great lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. And now back to the phone lines. As I empty a line, you better grab that line. They did fill up this time, and good for good for you all. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Nixie is in Midlothian. Nixie, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are How you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling. Good, good. Uh I have had a yellow lantana planted in a spot that just wasn't working. It spread. The plant was huge, but the flowers just, so I took it out this morning and I got a sharpshooter and I rolled it over and got all of that out. Now I'm wondering about how quickly is that going to start coming back from the roots that are still out there that I didn't get? Well, if you got the whole crown of the, of the stump and went down, uh, basketball-sized root ball, I would not expect it to come back. Oh, good. That's wonderful. I just knew. I, you know, I see the little branches going off, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope that doesn't come up everywhere there's a root. Well, the the roots, as they go out um, 15 inches, at least in my experience with lantanas, do not sprout up out there, not like a crepe myrtle would if you took it out. Right, um, right. You know, and, and I don't want to belittle my beloved crepe myrtles uh, even if because they do that i still love them oh, right. uh, and that's a small price to pay and if your lantana did that it would be a small price to pay because it'd be easy to dig up it'd be a small root versus the, right. the thing you had to crank on today but i don't think i don't think you'll have any of them come up probably oh good okay sounds great so just don't call me back and tell me I was nuts. <laughs> it's coming up. It's no, I think I think I probably got it all, but I have looked online and some people were saying use a herbicide, and I really no. didn't want to use that close to my other plants. So no, I wouldn't have either. Uh, I think you, I think you did the right thing. Yeah. All right. Hey, I appreciate your call. Have a good you day. You bet. Thank you. All right. That opens that one line, and you can grab that one line if you call this one minute, 888-787-5543. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. If you'd like to get your copy, it's as simple as going to my website right now at neilsperry.com, and right there at the top, you'll see the opportunity to order the book. It's thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and it'll tell you, hey, he's going to sign my book for me, and I will. I'll sign it uh, tomorrow evening. Gretchen pulls all the names for me and, and, uh, and sends them to me, and uh, we get them all signed. I put them in the boxes, and then we get them to the post office on Mondays. So I'd love to do that for you, and uh, it's only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and I think Chapter 2 will pay for that. It tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. You'll be amazed at how many things need to be done in an off month like August or, uh, or December or January. You'll be amazed. Then you get into the prime time months. Oh, my goodness. It'll keep you right on top of things so you don't make the mistake of, oh, rats, I forgot to put out the pre-emergent weed killer the last of August. Oh, now I've got all these weeds to deal with. You won't forget if you have this book. It'll be right there for you to help remind you. That's just Chapter 2. Chapters 3 and 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that information, I 
I spent about four to six weeks on each one of those chapters. The book was printed in San Antonio and bound in San Antonio. Then it came to McKinney. I sign them in McKinney, and we mail them from McKinney right to you. Satisfaction completely guaranteed, 344 pages, 840 photographs on high-quality paper. It's a hardback, and it's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. Here are the ways you can order. One would be to call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That's 800-752-GROW. You know what the toll-free thing is, 800 and you know what GROW is? That's G-R-O-W, not a zero, but G-R-O-W. All you have to remember those three numbers in the middle, 800-752-GROW. The other way, the better way, actually, after all that, the better way is to go to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repairs. All right. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. Let me get you all revved up and uh, in your car and ready to head to one of three stores of the Wild Birds Unlimited chain. There are three in the Metroplex that uh, join together to sponsor this program, to sponsor me on the air. And I'm proud to have them because I love bird watching, bird feeding. I love just being at one with nature. And so do our kids and our grandkids. You'll be as excited about this hobby as as I am. Hummingbirds, for example, right now are so much fun to watch and to feed, and they have the High Perch Hummingbird Feeder at Wild Birds Unlimited. You never saw a better hummingbird feeder. Easy to clean and so well made and so well designed. High Perch Hummingbird Feeders at Wild Birds Unlimited. Let them show you how to position it. Let them show you all the details of being successful feeding hummingbirds and all the other wild birds that you might have in your backyard. In Dallas, the store is at 5715 West Lover's Lane. That's next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's just barely west, about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway on Lover's Lane. Wild Birds Unlimited, that's David's store. In East Dallas, Ron's store is at 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, the northwest corner of Abrams. And in McKinney, Birdie's store. That's her name. Don't call her Cheryl. She might turn and talk to you. She might not hear you, but you call her Birdie and she will. What a wonderfully sweet person. This is a store of the year by Wild Birds Unlimited at at, uh, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, just south of Tom Thumb, just south of Hallmark. That's Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney, 3001 South Harden. Oh, I love these stores, and you will too. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together. This is Jen from Stone's Ace Hardware at Casa View. We're your source of those great home improvement products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right. She is so articulate. I like hearing her speak. She was fun to record with as well. Let's go to Barbara in Dallas. Barbara, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I have a fig that uh, froze to the ground in the winter, and it came back just huge. Uh, mm-hmm. It is uh, it it had one uh, main stem, and then you know lots of of uh, branches off that. It mm-hmm. came back with like five, and a guy that was walking his dog told me I need to cut that back to one. Is that right? Oh, I don't. That may be what he told you, and that may be right for that, but it's not what I would say. Okay, that's why I called I, you. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would prefer to have a fig that had maybe three or four or five, somewhere in there, trunks uh, coming out. Uh, I don't think figs are practical as single-trunk trees. If that's, if that's what he was alluding to, I would probably want to have three. 
uh, that would be enough. And I'd take off all the others because that would be uh, just just way too much. But but I think three. How tall are these now? Uh, well, it came back bigger than it was before. It's about uh, the the main one is about seven or eight foot. Wow, uh, aren't they amazing? I, I was just shocked that it just came. I thought it was dead. Yeah. And then, you know, then it started coming back. And it just, and I thought, well, it's not going to have any fakes this year. And it's loaded. Well, I hope they, I uh, hope they mature for you. But in any event, the tree is, uh, the plant, the shrub is, is doing great. I would, uh, I would thin it out, I think, Barbara, and, and reduce the number of stems somewhat. Uh, if, Leave if the three in, biggest ones? Yeah, perhaps, or the three that are most strategically placed. So that oh, okay. they go, you know, so that they're spaced out uh, about 100, 120 degrees apart, um, plus or minus. It doesn't have to be exact. Um, if you if you want to leave four or five, that's no problem. You can always take them off later. Uh, if you want to do it a little bit at a time and and look at it for a day or two between removals, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I've done that on a lot of plants a lot of times, where I'll do a little bit of pruning and say, oh, I'm not sure I'm through, but I think I'm through for today. And you go back and look at it a second time. And you say, I, "I think I need to take one or two more off." There's nothing wrong with that either. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you it. All right, Bye. have a great day. All right, let's see. We're going to go to Charlie in Rendon in Tarrant County now. How can I help you, Charlie? Hey, Neil. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Um, it almost tails on the end of Barbara's question just now, but as do crepe myrtles. Uh, the freeze of last winter didn't get me, but actually that late freeze the year before kind of caught a crepe myrtle of mine and I let it suffer through a year and then decided to go ahead and try to, uh, to grow it back from cutting it all the way down to the ground, which I did successfully there. I, I tried to find the information on your Facebook. Couldn't do that. Uh, probably I've got growth up to about three and a half foot. Now uh, I'm trying to think of when I need to start thinning those back to, you know, five or seven main trunks. All right. Um, and so these are 18 months old, or these are eight months old, six to eight months old. Probably eight months old. Yeah. All right. Is, I would uh, not thin. I, I would cut late fall. Okay. Uh, that information, um, just I'm going to give it to you right now. But that information is at crepemyrtletrails.org. C R A P E. Crepemyrtletrails.org. And under the topic of basic care on the website, that's of our Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney website. And I, what is there? I wrote. So uh, that's if you don't want to write all this down, it's there for you. Uh, it's a lovely website, and there's just a lot of good information there on, on growing and selecting. That. No, that's okay, no problem. Uh, what I normally recommend when when we uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back this up a little bit and include everything. If somebody comes into a house where there's a crepe myrtle that has been topped and just butchered and is ugly, uh, we recommend cutting it off at ground level, maybe an inch above the ground or or almost flush with the ground, and starting the plant over again. As we have found after this winter, crepe myrtles that freeze to the ground are are dealt with and and handled the very same way. They come back so vigorously with 15 or 30 shoots where you had three before or five. And uh, so you don't have to worry about killing the plant. It's going to come back. It has all of its roots in place. All right, so you let that happen the first growing season. It starts in April with all these new shoots. And by this time in August, you have, uh, you have a lot of strong growth uh, with, a, with a, a, an upright variety, a tall variety that eventually will grow to be 15 or 20 feet tall. By this time in August, they're probably five or six feet tall, but they're still kind of brittle. They're kind of like, uh, well, they're, they're, they can snap easily and break off. So you don't go to your final number of trunks that you want to have. Let's say you want to have three trunks eventually. So you, you thin them down to maybe eight or nine. doesn't matter exactly, but you choose the eight or nine or ten that are the most vertical, that look the best. They're strong. They're vertical. They don't lean way over that direction or this direction. So they're, they're, they have potential to be trunks, any one of them. And you leave those uh, the rest of this growing season until next spring. And then maybe, oh, in May, you, you thin out down to uh, everything that you want plus two or three. You leave two or three extras in case those get broken in some way. 
You still want to have a few backups, a few spare tires. And so that's in May of the second season, 14 months after you've done this extreme pruning, or 15, 16 months. And then by the end of next growing season, 2022, you will thin it down to the number that you want. You'll prune the remaining two or three out and take them away completely, and you'll have your three trunks or your five trunks. You always want an odd number. You'll have the ones that you want to leave remaining. That covers it. Uh, that's kind of what I thought. I was getting a little nervous too early. It's a little bit early because they're still brittle. If you were to drag across that with a hose or bump it with the wheel of a lawnmower, those could snap off very easily, or a dog could run into them, or a football could hit them, or whatever. I don't know what goes on in your yard, but, you know, the neighbors are talking. <laughs> well, the neighbors are the ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's it. There you go. That's it. Could I ask you a tangential question, just maybe? Sure. Do you – is it – is it possible that an Ely Agnes might follow the same process very well? I know Ely Agnes got killed this no, last winter. No, I don't think so. I, I'm not seeing them offer to regrow at all. They just got butchered yeah. by the cold. They look horrible, yeah. and they're not they're not trying to come back. I got one. I think it's from the rootstock, but it could very well just be an old uh, branch that's trying to grow up. I just well, thought I'd check. If you think if you think it could come back, I guess give it a try, but. I would never have left an Ely Agnes around this long. They look so bad, I would have said, you know what, you are scroungy, I am done. I like Ely Agnes. I'm really disappointed in them after this cold. Myself. All right, Neil, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good day. Take care. Callaway's Nursery. Let me tell you about Callaway's because these are great people, great nurseries. This is a local independent retail garden center that happens to have multiple locations. You hear me referring you to independent retail garden centers? Hey, this is one. Now, visit your local Callaway's Nursery today. Discover their vast selection of shrubs. You'll find local favorites like Desperado Texas Sage, Baby Gem Boxwood, Dwarf Yopon Hollies, and so many more. Plant shrubs to add beauty and diversity to your landscape and then enjoy the other benefits. Shrubs provide texture and color in the summer and serve as windbreaks in the winter if that's an important factor for you. The environment even benefits as shrubs filter dust and pollutants. They provide shelter and food for birds, and many attract hummingbirds and butterflies. Shrubs can reduce erosion from heavy water runoff, and most importantly, they add beauty and value to your home. That's why most of us use shrubs. Callaways will even plant them for you with their pick-and-plant service. You choose the plants and stay cool while Callaways does work. That just sounds so harsh. (laughs) But that's what they're doing. That's what they want. This is especially convenient with larger plants like shrubs. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best. That's in plants and products and people. Everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. A better garden begins with better plants, and that's exactly what you'll find at Callaway's Nursery. Visit the breezy open-air store in your community and order online. Use their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. Visit their newest Dallas locations on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways. Callaways.com. At the top in 30 minutes past the hour. We get to the bottom. Here's the bottom line of today's top stories. Excessive heat. Russian border wall. Our economy. Families are paying more for top of mind awareness. Real news and information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email box. Now, Gretchen helps assemble it at my office, but basically it's from me to you. And it's my way of getting a uh, what's essentially a uh, a garden section directly to you. I enjoy eGardens. I've been doing it for about almost 18 years now. We have 76,500, I think it was four, 504 people. When I asked Gretchen to give me a, a current count, and that was two nights ago, we'd love to have you. 505 is a nice number, 76,505. I'd love to see that. Love to have you there. It's free, and it always will be, but you must sign up yourself. It's not something I can do for you. And um, 
You'll always get a featured plant of the week. You always will have a featured question of the week, something I've been asked repeatedly. And you'll always get Gardening This Weekend, where I point out things that need to be done in the ensuing three or four days. Remember, it comes out Thursday evening, so it lets you plan your weekend gardening activities. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website, neilsperry.com. The most recent one is always archived there. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. And that's at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I thought we might spend just a moment or two today talking about some of the ways that we could keep our landscapes from getting overly cute. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just had a couple of ideas and I'll blurt them out. Sometimes we use bold, conspicuous edging. I did this myself at one point. I used railroad ties for edging. They're too heavy. For goodness sakes, edging should disappear in the landscape. And we use rings around shade trees. Trunks are not the most beautiful parts of our shade trees. Why would we want to feature them? It's kind of like wearing snowshoes when you have a tuxedo on, guys. Why would you want to draw attention? So let's just let the trunks disappear into the turf or into the ground cover. Row plantings along the front walk. If you have a winding walkway, plantings like this might be good to help give direction, but for a straight walk, it makes the landscape look like a zipper. It's really not the best plan. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Ace sponsors both hours of my program here on KLIF. I hope you'll let them know when you go into your neighborhood Ace Hardware Store. Tell them thank you. Look for the manager or owner. Those are the people that need to hear the message. They're the ones who make the decision on renewal of this uh, sponsorship. And I hope you'll let them know that you appreciate it. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace Basic pleated air filters buy two get one free mix and match they're electrostatically charged to trap more particles they're designed to trap particles down to one micron 85 percent effective at capturing large allergens they're high efficiency they trap particles such as pollen plant spores lint pet, pet hair and household dust Ooh, most households could use that and that means you need to get into Ace Hardware today. Buy two, get one free, mix and match. That is the Ace Basic Pleated Air Filters at your North Texas Ace Retailer. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhood, you're buying from people you already know, local experts with trusted advice and products that you can rely on. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. When you wake up... When you work, reopening our economy, when you drive home, this escalation of violence, what's happening right now, all day, update your day at the top and bottom of each hour, keep myself as updated as possible, on Real News and Information, 570 KLIF, The uh, weather app on my phone just kicked in with some kind of river flood warning for Dallas County. Maybe you need a uh, a roof warning for your house. If so, you need Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. This is the time that we start to go into the rainy fall weather. Fall can be some pretty wet weather, and if you have any kind of a roof concern, you need to contact Wortham Brothers Roofing Company and get on their list of roofs to be redone. Texas premier roofing contractor, they've been serving the entire Metroplex and beyond with the finest in roofing since 1986. They have the experience of tens and tens of thousands of roofs installed. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house, and we're mighty happy with their service, their work, the roof that we have. You uh, will enjoy working with their people. We have continuous ridge vents that I didn't know about, and they suggested once we got our insurance settlement, and said, well, here's what we have to work with. They said, well, within that budget, you ought to you ought to stretch just a little bit and get continuous ridge vents. So glad that they suggested that to us. It cost a little bit more, but we have saved that money in our summer heating and cooling, the cooling uh, uh, costs in the summertime. Oh, my goodness. And uh, also, Wortham Brothers talked us into, and, and it was not a hard job because we knew that they knew what they were talking about, the uh, more impact-resistant 40-year 
uh, composition roofing, and it saved on insurance. It really saved on insurance. Pays for itself within just a couple of years. I don't remember the particulars of that, but they'll explain them to you. Let them guide you, help you, because they are so good. They're so very credible. They've been in business a long time. Second generation family business. This is this is the kind of company you want to call, not those fly-by-night people that come in after storms. This is the company that is here and will be here. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. WB Roofing. Dot com 972-562-5788, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. I'm Zach from Jabo's Ace Hardware in Keller, Coppell, and Fort Worth. We're your source for great gift products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Zach, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Dan in Nakona, Montague County. Dan, this is Neil. Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you, Neil, for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, we planted Delmar St. Augustine in our yard about two years ago. And my soil is pretty tight clay, and it just hadn't done very well. It, it's got a lot of yellow in it, and it just doesn't green up. It's doesn't have a lot of runners and spreading. It's got some bare spots, and I just didn't know what was the best thing to put on it. Okay. Um, that is a more open-ended question than you realize, and I'll try my best to help you. Um, okay. I'm going to start by saying that you are very far north for St. Augustine to be thriving. Um, I know it's grown into uh, Oklahoma, uh, but you are definitely in the in the northernmost 10% of its growth range uh, just right. because it is winter tender. And this past year, was pretty close to being too cold for it. So I, I just want to have that out on the, on the record. I don't know of a comparative hardiness of Del Mar to Raleigh to uh, Palmetto and some of the others. Uh, but that, that, that would be a minor concern. But it doesn't seem like St. Augustine hurt badly. Um, after this this winter, so I won't go much farther in on that one. The the things that are causing uh, St. Augustine to be yellowed right now, uh, that are extremely common right now, uh, the the one is gray leaf spot. When was the last time you fertilized your lawn? Uh, we do. I have a lawn care service that takes care of it, so they fertilized it maybe a month or two ago. All right, it's a very important answer. Do you don't remember when that was? No, I really don't. All right. Gray leaf spot spot is a fungal uh, disease uh, that uh, attacks St. Augustine in the hottest of weather. It will be in sun or shade uh, as opposed to chinch bugs, which are the other hot weather problem, and they will only be in the sun. Chinch bugs will make the lawn, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and deal with them, even though I don't think that's what you have. Chinch bugs will cause the lawn to look dry, but watering will not correct the problem. Uh, they, and, and so it will be that greasy dark green color, and then it will turn tan and brown and dried, not, not yellow. So that's why I don't think this is chinch bugs, but I want everybody else to hear this. And it, they will always be in the sun, chinch bugs will. All right. Having said that, now I'm going to put them aside and talk about gray leaf spot, the other hot weather problem. Gray leaf spot uh, came about, oh, probably 25 or 30 years ago. We began to uh, see a lot of problems with it. Um, and uh, it shows up after mid-June, usually, uh, and it will go until early September. Uh, the lawn takes on a yellowish cast when you look at it from the side, from 20 or 30 feet away. You'll look at the lawn, and it will just have a, a yellow wash here and there. It just won't look right. And a lot of people have the first uh, uh, temptation to put nitrogen on it to fertilize their lawn, and suddenly the problem gets much worse. And I had my good friend, uh, the late Dr. James McAfee, Jimmy and I grew up together uh, all the way through school together, and he became the best turf expert in the state of Texas. I had him look at my lawn, and he said, Neil, when was the last time you fertilized? I said, about two weeks ago. It was it was uh, looking so bad. He said, don't do that again in the summertime. Uh, it's a gray leaf spot. It's exacerbated by hot weather. 
And uh, so I, I always tell people, don't fertilize your lawn. If you have gray leaf spot, don't fertilize it between June 15 and September 1. Um, and so that's, uh, uh, that's a good possibility. You can identify gray leaf spot very easily by looking closely at the lawn, not just off to the side at a distance. Uh, you will see gray-brown spots on the blades, right? Well, often on the midrib of the blade, they'll be about the size of BBs, and they'll be diamond-shaped with, with gray with brown. And uh, it'll be, it may be very freckled if the problem is, is quite serious. That disease also attacks zoysia grass. And so the, the, the solution, if that's it, is, number one, quit fertilizing in the summer, and number two, is to apply a fungicide such as daconil or azoxystrobin, which are both labeled for, uh, for leaf spots on, on turf grass. So that's probably what you have, but I have to turn it back to you and let you go identify it for sure, sure. Okay. All right. I'll look at it and see. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. You're welcome. If you take my electronic newsletter, eGardens, I've covered gray leaves. I've covered both of those, but especially gray leaf spot two or three times this summer. And so you can go back and, and look at those. But anyway, hope it helps. I appreciate your call, Dan. All right. Thank you. Thank you, you sir. You, you bet. All right. Let me go to a Carrie in Erath County, Stephenville area. Carrie, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. How are we doing? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How, how can I help you? Well, I um, if you remember two weeks ago, I, I called in. I just moved out there, so I got two weeks under my belt um, <laughs> in Erath County. And the wife and I want to want to put a, a greenhouse in um, as we get closer to fall. And we've never had the opportunity to do that. And uh, I'd like to have some advice on how to go about it. Okay. What are you going to be growing in your greenhouse? That's a great question. Um <laughs> My wife is really the uh, the gardener, and she does a lot of uh, vegetables. Um, she she does a lot of peppers, and does uh, she tries to do tomatoes. And I've got her staying with the smaller tomatoes, like you said. Um, but mostly, mostly will probably be vegetable type stuff. All right, um, I'll just blurt out some various comments uh, with no particular okay. order to them. Uh, number one comment on home greenhouses is you need to go as large as you can because if you go with a small greenhouse, it will overheat. Uh, you need a, as big a volume of air as you can get. If uh, my, my first greenhouse was six by eight feet because that's all the room I had uh, when we lived in, in town. And it was all I could afford. And it was all that I could get down the alley in, the, in our backyard of a prefab model. <laughs> and uh, that six-by-eight-foot greenhouse, it could be uh, 25 degrees outside when I left for work uh, with Texas A&M. And it would be 100 degrees in the greenhouse because it trapped heat so rapidly. So it was, a, it wow. was kind of a challenge to, to maintain it. Uh, without having stuff freeze in the wintertime, and then it would go to 130 degrees in the summer, even with the vents open. So that's that part's a bit of a challenge. If you can get to something that is uh, oh, 12 or 14 feet wide and 20 feet long, you begin to have something that's manageable. Uh, tomatoes are, are definitely a possibility in the, in the wintertime. Um, they, they have a, a very specialized way of being grown, um, and, and so she'll need to read up on that. I'm not going to spend an hour trying to explain how to grow tomatoes, uh, but she may want to grow indeterminate varieties so that she can uh, spiral them up on a, on a, uh, uh, on a support, uh, maybe made out of twine yeah. or something. That's, that's uh, up to her. Um, she needs to be careful because a lot of vegetables are cheaper to buy at the grocery than they are to grow in a greenhouse that you're having to heat uh, on a on a small scale. Uh, I would uh, right. I, I have shade on my greenhouse and I leave it there year round. I prefer to have the shade so it doesn't get quite as blasting hot in the summertime and I can keep some things in there during the summer. But I also am not growing vegetables any longer. I had mine full of tomatoes at one point the first year I had it. Mine's thirty by sixty feet. I grew poinsettias the first winter. I grew tomatoes, and I also have grown a huge number of uh, cacti and succulents and Rex begonias, and had a lot of fun. It was all hobby. I didn't uh, sell anything, um, but um, you know, I, 
You need an alternate heat source. You need a backup heat source that is not dependent on electricity. Uh, if you're using any kind of uh, uh, flame to heat it, you need to have it ventilated, uh, not uh, not a camp stove that is inside with, with smoke coming out in the greenhouse. You've got to have a, a, a vent stack of some sort to get that out. Otherwise, it'll be dangerous to the plants, and it'll, it'll smoke up the inside of the greenhouse. Um, trying to think what else you want. If, if you put fans in it and, and evaporative cooling pads, you want the pads on the south end and the fans on the north end to take advantage of the prevailing south winds to pull the air through. Uh, so it run, you, your greenhouse should be positioned uh, south to north. Um, okay. I'm just I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm helping uh, with a greenhouse uh, facility at the Denton State Supported Living Center right now, and these are things we're talking about. Try to minimize the amount of space you have for aisles, and and use it for for your uh, benches, and have the benches be something that can be taken apart and moved out or portable or something. Don't put them in concrete. That way, if you change your mind and want to do something different, you can do it more easily. You know, this is all plenty of room. You're cutting out. Your um, phone's your phone's cutting out, Carrie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is very helpful. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. Good deal. You'll find a lot online about uh, about home hobby greenhouses too. I'd encourage you to do that. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. All right, let me uh, let me take my last break, and then I think we'll probably have Pastor Tommy Brummett talking about wild birds and uh, bringing them to uh, to youth in your life as well. So stay tuned if you will. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and the way you get it is by going to my website or calling my office, and I would be proud to sign a copy for you. Be very proud to do so. This could be your go-to gardening reference. It's 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and uh, it is a hardback. It was printed in Texas by printers who live in Texas and work in Texas and who are your neighbors. Uh, well, kind of. They're in San Antonio, but that's almost your neighbors, a lot more so than somebody overseas. I wanted to keep all of the work in Texas. And I'm so grateful to Carolyn Skye, my editor, Cindy Smith, my graphic designer. The three of us did this. It's self-published. And so the three of us did this book and bring it to you. Uh, chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. What you need to know about our climate, our soils, about the hardiness zone map, and why I thought the, the most recent zone map from the USDA is incorrect. Boy, this year proved that true. And uh, then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, uh, perennials, and uh, lawns and fruit and vegetables. It's all in the book. And uh, I sign the books as I sell them. They're not in stores and they're not on Amazon. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. And I guarantee your satisfaction or I will refund every penny. So far with 76,000 sold, I'm sorry, 67,000 sold. I'll get this right. Not one request for a refund. Not one. And uh, so I think people are, are, are very satisfied with the book. I think you will be too. Here are the two ways again that you can order it. Call my office Monday through Friday, business hours 9 to 5, and that number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way though is my website, and that is Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone. 
Leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Thank you, Stubby, very, very much. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. I don't think they've never said, hey, we're offended by your saying what you say, and that is, I hope you never need their help. You know, that's, that's kind of an odd thing to say about an advertiser, but I hope you don't have foundation problems. Nobody would wish that on somebody else. But you know what? If you do, you do. And I'm so glad that you have access to a company with this kind of integrity and this kind of experience. They did work at our house and they did work at a building that I owned and used as my, as my office for 24 years. It was an old 1927 home, pier and beam home that had been converted into a commercial property. And that, uh, that, well, I can't say foundation, but that support system was failing. And our home had one room that was failing. And oh my goodness, the advanced foundation repair people came in and they made these buildings whole once again. When they do work like that, it comes with a guarantee that the work will be done for the lifetime of the building, transferable owner to owner. That's what you get when your home is repaired. As long as it's a home being used as a home, that was the case with our house, then that is transferable to the next homeowner to the next homeowner. That is significant, and they were the first company ever to do that. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com, 214 Three 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 zero 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 three. Have them come out and inspect your foundation. If you have a problem, they'll show you where it is and what it would cost to fix it. And if you don't have a foundation problem, they'll tell you that. They don't create problems. They solve them. That's 214-333-0003. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. I'm Dan Meyer from Sline Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Since we, my wife and I, and our two grandsons went into Salina Ace Hardware about six or seven weeks ago, I've told you every time Dan has done a rejoinder, that may be one of the neatest, best stores I have ever been in my life. Nice job, Dan. The Salina Ace Hardware. You go in sometime and see if you don't agree. It's a beautiful store. We are joined right now by my pastor, our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, Texas. Tommy, how are you? Neil, I'm well. I'm on my back porch. I'm watching hummingbirds fight in the rain. Are you really? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I, I'll tell you, I'd like to. I'm going to. I'm going to get out of the studio and go watch the rain too. I just want to watch rain. That's oh, kind of how, nice. How nice it is, boy! It's been. We've had a dry spell. It's nice to have this rain on our on our lawns on our landscape. It surely it is. is indeed. It is indeed. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at First United Methodist Church. So, First United Methodist Church, we are open for business, and uh, we are doing that in person, and we're doing that online. Uh, we have live services uh, that you can you can join in person. We have live services that you can make through uh, in the comfort and safety of your own home. All of that information can be found at our website, sharingtheheart.org. All right, and there are multiple services on Sunday morning. The uh, live stream that I was telling you about last hour, folks, with Tommy's uh, sermon and uh, the live stream service is at 10.05, and uh, then uh, the contemporary service is at 11:10 also at sharingtheheart.org and uh, i really encourage you to join us one way or the other our family is still choosing to do live stream um it's just uh, things are cooking back up again and we're 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 still staying staying by the by the ipad and Tommy, yeah, I hope that's we, not not offending you. I hope it's no, not. Oh gosh, no! That's we are so fortunate to have live stream capacity and be able to connect this way. Uh, and we are telling people if you want to come in person, uh, masks are welcomed and encouraged at First United Methodist Church. That's uh, great. So we are we are happy. We've got a big fair tomorrow evening from five to seven at our youth building. Signing up for small groups and uh, got a taco truck. We've got popsicles uh, <laughs> and uh, signing up for ministry teams as we move into the fall. Uh, and our our friends from Melissa will be there. They've opened their coffee shop in their new church. 
in Melissa. I went up and had a cup of coffee with Pastor Stacy this week. Uh, things are moving forward, but our life together uh, is difficult right now. And so we it's, just It's need a to careful pray. life. Yep. It is a careful life. We need to pray with one another and for one another and encourage one another. We can walk through this together. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the way you uh, the way you think uh, about this, and, and thank you for that. Thank you for that guidance. Tommy, you have some suggestions on how to get kids involved with bird watching. I know how much you love bird watching. How have you uh, how have you encouraged Mosey, for example, your granddaughter? Oh yeah. So we just set out whenever we see a bird, we just identify it together. We listen for its call. We try to find its nest. Uh, kids are naturally inquisitive, and you can just help them. You can have you can have bird feeders. You can have water in your backyard, and when the little birds come, uh, you can you can name them and begin to name them. Uh, the American Birding Association has a program for uh, beginning birders where you can earn a pin for your first twenty five birds that you've identified. Little colorful enamel pin. Uh, I think the first one is in the shape of a cardinal. Just beautiful, beautiful, uh, just good ways to help help kiddos. Get them a pair of binoculars and go outside, and when you see a bird, just recognize it like you would any of your neighbors. That is fun. And, folks, for science fair projects, think now about it and, and, and get something going now for this spring uh, because you have plenty of time now, and you get all these migrating birds that are starting to come through Texas. As Tommy has said, this is the migration path of birds, and uh, both directions, now and, and in the spring. So this is a, a really good hobby, and I'm just going to give a, a shameless plug for Wild Birds Unlimited. They have the books, they have the knowledge, and they'll help you. And uh, that's a, a good place to get help as well. Um, yes, I, I got to brag on Mosey and her apple prowess. She is a an apple grower. Uh, was three years now she's had her apple tree. Yes, yes. And that thing is huge. <laughs> I went to look at it the other day. Tommy had a couple of questions about the apple tree, and it must be ten feet tall. She's done beautifully with her apple tree. Yeah, and a great crop. I, th- I think the cold weather this winter, while it was hard for us, I think it was good for our apple trees. It thought it was uh, in Iowa, kind of like yes, the Field it, of Dreams. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I don't know if yes, you watched that, Tommy. I love that. I love that game. That was so much fun. I don't know I've, if you I've got heard this. so many people talking about how fun that game was to watch. It was. It was fabulous. You probably had all kinds of church committee meetings. Maybe you can find it on YouTube. I watched the ninth inning on YouTube, and it only had 20, 30 ads in it. So <laughs> they just drop it in right as the pitch is in the air. But, so, all right, Tommy. So, again, sharingtheheart.org is the website for the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And, folks, when things get back to normal, please join us in the church. And in the meanwhile, join us uh, online at the church. We'd love to have you there. Tommy, you are a wonderful asset to our community. How many years at the church now? 13? 13 now. That's right, Neil. That's That's right. And we are so blessed. God bless you, Neil. Have a great day. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Folks, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.